Take the money and run. Coming here with a brand new Stir the Pod podcast show. I'm your host, Trevor, and tonight we are joined by Alex. Alex, my man, how you doing tonight? Yo, yo, yo. And we are here, just us two, the OGs, back at it again, with a season recap show, Battle of the X's 2. We felt it was time. It's July. You know, I feel like we've been kind of slumping a little bit. We're kind of in a hangover, a little drought of the challenge, and you know, I kind of turned to Alex today and was like, should we just record the night? And here we are. Episode, I don't even know what season. Is this our second recap ever, like, besides live on the show? Yeah, I think our second, like, time capsule season recap that we've done. I like that. Time capsule season recap. Episode 2, Battle of the X's 2. So, initial thoughts from the season. I think both of us have said on record that this is one of our favorite seasons of all time, if not the best. I think Alex put it best. Wes played a perfect game this season, and it just wasn't showcased in the end result. But what are moments? I I don't even know where we go if we want to start off with a one-by-one or best moments that kind of pop in our head. But what, what is something from this season that just sticks out to you? For me, it's all of the first time. It's all of the first time challenge things. We had, uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into the details of a lot of these things, but you had first time you brought Are You The One people on. You had first time we had an exile. We had a night challenge. We just had so many things. And you throw that on top of the cast, which was amazing. The partnerships were awesome. It's kind of like, like you said, this is probably my number one season it's either that or rivals one but i think this probably tops that and it's just because there's really no weak spots like even the weak teams played their part in the game and it was just like a fun season to watch they kind of got the first x's out of the way which i think is a good season but nothing like amazing and so they're able to like make even juicier x's better partnerships and I just think everything about this season was amazing. It was so fun to watch week to week. Who would you say off the top of your head, and like like we said, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do the one by one, but who do you think was the weakest team? Like on paper, preseason, who was last on that preseason? Uh, you know, I'm looking at the list. And believe it or not, it, it's funny because I, I look at a preseason, it's like Jay and Jenna, like obviously a final team. Um but on paper, like, you, you know, I think we're famous for our, our scouting reports where the new team, uh, let's just put them at the bottom four or whatever. So I feel like Jay and Jenna might have been my, like, pretty low pick. I last pick. I think they would have been low for me. I'm, I'm putting myself, like you said, if we were doing a preseason ranking, like if we had the pod going when the season came out, I think my last team would probably be um, – Simone and John or JJ or Lil Dicky, whatever he went by. 
And I think they were just a terrible team. And the reason I would kind of put them below, just slightly below Jay and Jenna, is because I, and I think you did too, I watched um, Real World Skeletons when it came on. Mm -hmm. I at least knew Jay and Jenna. And I knew they weren't great. I knew they weren't like strong or anything. But like I had known their name. And like I think about our our preseason things we do now, and it's like if we just know somebody, we're inclined to put them one spot higher than somebody that we have no idea who they are. Oh, absolutely. I, I think one of the most famous scouting reports was Tori. Me and Adam were on Tori right out of the gate. Uh, are you the one second chances? We 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 uh, we did that, and you know we were locked and loaded. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know which direction we want to go, Alex. Do, do we just want to do a classic one by one and then kind of break down the season right after that? Well, I get, let me, let me return the volley here. When you think of X's two, what just comes to mind right away? I, I mean, I think there's, I think there's two moments. I mean, the, the two moments that I think of is obviously Sarah screwing over bananas. Mm-hmm. And I also think, and it's not brought up that much is Jay backing out of the final. <laughs> See that's not there's like a dozen there's a dozen awesome things about this season that we're obviously going to touch on and it's just so well rounded and I like that you mentioned the Sarah and Bananas thing cuz I think it's kind of funny too that the um other season deep dive that we did the first one was for Rivals 3 and if you think about it in the grand scheme of the challenge X's 2 almost feels like a prequel to yeah. Rivals 3 because they're so tied together because of that move and then obviously bananas and Sarah's a partner. So like rivals three is almost like nothing about that season could have happened the way it did. If X's two was even slightly different and rivals three is a good season. I think we kind of talked about some of the good things, some of the bad things about that season, but I think it's all stems from the fact that, like you said, one of the top moments of the season, probably the top moment was the um, Sarah back bananas and just like, there's so many things that went on this season that were just amazing. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just thinking of more things popping, you know, the redemption house and the redemption house done correctly. Like, yeah. I mean, this goes Online. on and on. I mean, you, you brought up earlier and it, it didn't even register for me. It was the first time we had a night elimination or a, a night challenge. Sorry. Yeah. Daily, uh, with the, the famous one where Sarah uh, sends in bananas, but it's funny, like those little things like that, and you don't really think about that. And here we are <laughs> discussing it. So love that. So let, let's do a little one by one right here. Uh, I, I got the list of the teams, and we'll just kind of talk to them, talk about them, and you know, wherever it goes, it goes. I guess. Uh, so first team I got is Adam and Brittany. Adam. Oh, so it's we're doing alphabetical. Mm-hmm. Adam and Brittany. I think they won. I mean, they were rookies of the year, right? You would definitely put, pick them ahead of Jay and Jenna if we were doing the season award show. For I mean, it, it's tough because I think they won. They beat Simone and JJ. I think they won two. Is what I was. They leading beat Knight and Jimmy. And I think they won three. I think they beat Dustin and uh, what's her face, the annoying one. Yeah, they did. They won three. They were Knight good. Jenny, John and Simone and Dustin and Jessica. They were good. And uh, I think Brittany was solid and Adam was just like a big, strong, like kind of goofy, kind of uncoordinated, but like still strong enough to like lift up weight and move things. And 
they were a good team and I feel like they were kind of um I'm trying to think who what did they what what did they who did they lose to? Johnny and uh what's her tits? Avery? I think that's who they lost to, but they were a good they team. They lost to Johnny and Avery. Yeah, and they were just kind of tied at the hip to Wes and uh what's her name? Teresa. They were like the classic Wes rounding up the rookies. They were I I enjoyed that team. I wish at least one of them came back for a season. Weren't you a big Adam guy? I, I liked him. I or think was, he was Adam a big Adam guy? <laughs> I think Adam was. Okay. I, I remember somebody of... being I, like all in on, on that team. but He was he know. was all right. Brittany, fun fact about Brittany, you can actually see her in the movie Ted. She is an extra in the movie Ted. So Yeah. If only somebody sent her like a DM at like 2 a.m. and she would respond about that, right? We'll get into that later. But yeah, just a just a good rookie team. Um did we we never saw those two. No. Ever again, which is kind of crazy to think about. So all right, next team we got um bananas and nani. I mean, on paper, great team. Um so the uh, the first the first thing that pops into my mind just chronologically is the fact that when they introduced the teams on episode one they said nani and then tj said you got a lot of partners to choose from (laughs) just like a classic 2015 thing that would not be said today and then they give her bananas which i think at the time was kind of a shock because their their little thing was totally off of off screen and so Mm -hmm. they kind of had to do the thing oh you know uh you know, she was my little banana or whatever he says. And like, they're like a fucking, let's just, I mean, it's a lot to talk about there. So they basically are obviously one of the top dogs from the start. They, um, <coughs> trying to think of just the season. I think Wes and bananas kind of, um, held fire for the first couple episodes. And then eventually, uh, Wes, I feel like pulled the gun or shot the gun first at bananas so Wait, bananas. sorry for interrupting. The Leroy quote's not from the season, right? Oh, of course it is. Oh my god, classic. We'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> so bananas goes in, and then he's just—it's so funny because I think we're talking about the Redemption House too, and how well they pulled it off. It was something that was online, right? I think on the very first episode they showed the losers, and they like just so we knew about it. But then it was like every week you could watch who was winning or losing. But the only exception to that rule, I think, was when Bananas and Nani lost. Because I think the producers were like, all right, this team actually has a real shot of coming back. And like, obviously, if they do, it'll cause all this madness. And so they end the episode, and it's like Bananas and Nani realizing that, yeah, they lost to Leroy, but they still got a shot in this game. And I think they won like three or four in that house and then came back and you know, by the red face Wes just like so classic like their whole season of just like getting screwed by Wes and then coming and winning going to the redemption house winning all of them coming back beating Zach and John A flipping the house on Wes and then getting screwed by Sarah and then losing to Leroy again just like an all-time performance by Bananas and Nani. yeah it, and it brings up the redemption house which I'm glad it was one of the greatest things MTV did where it was like, you could watch it online. It was short. It was like seven minutes, 10 minutes yeah. long. And I, I wish we still had that today. Instead, you know, we just believe there's a redemption house where uh, 
Casey's brothers just watching HBO Max for like 25 minutes and just changing, you know, flipping through the channels constantly. So glad to see that. Great move by them. Uh, obviously, like you said, went home against uh, Leroy twice, two eliminations uh, with two different partners, which we'll get into. But uh, a, a great season. Uh, Mikey the Doctor writes, was this past season of Bananas and Nani better than their exes pair? I would say yes. Ooh, I don't know. Hmm. I think they I think they perform better as a team. That's probably true. I and agree. It's more with that. history. I think it's because of time and history. I think they're so God, that honestly speaks to like the challenge just changing so much. Cause I think about like them this past season and yeah, they made the final and what got second place. Yeah. To Devin and Tori, but like they were playing against fucking people that we have no idea who they are. We'll probably never remember them. Whereas this season, yeah, they lost two eliminations, but like they're going against Leroy, Wes, Zach, like all of these heavy hitters. Um, so I, to, yeah, I would say I agree with you. I think their performance on last season was better, but their performance on X's two was 10 times more entertaining. Well, yeah. And I think that's also shows like, the change in themselves. I mean, yeah. I feel like, you know, back then Johnny, you know, he, he was made for TV. He was, he was pushing to make himself bigger. Obviously um, at that time or at, you know, this time now he's kind of just like, I've done it all. Like there's no point of me in kind of like stirring the pot as, you know, as bad as, as I used to. So, so I guess for me, for me, I would probably go like I said. I think I would go with the new, the newer team, more, um, more chemistry, more history, and stuff like that. So. Well, Trev, Trev, one more question about bananas and Nani. Would you say if we were doing the preseason rankings at the time that they would be number one? Because I, would say- I think at the time they would be, because. Jordan hadn't quite entered, you know, the Jordan legend status that we know. Wes was still kind of skinny Wes. We didn't know what John A could do. Like, I feel like they were the most well-rounded team. And this was right in that bananas territory where I always compare him to Alabama football, where it's just like, he is preseason number one. Yes. He's not going to win every season, but like every season he doesn't win kind of feels like a disappointment. And it was coming off of free agents. Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah, he had just won. What what would we he have had then? Four rings, five yeah, rings, four, right? What does he have now? Seven. He yes. won rivals three, and he's won total madness. Is that it? So this, I think, free agents might have been his fifth. It was his fifth. Yeah. So he comes off of free agents. You're right. He comes off of free agents a champion. He has five rings. So I think you're just like, he's number one. He's probably not going to win every season, but like you have to expect him to be right there. And he was, so. Absolutely. So our next team is CT and Diem. Um, should we just take a minute? Uh, I, I don't know where we want to go on this route. Uh, obviously a high-ranked team coming into the game. Um, anything on the, on this team, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've talked about, you know, CT and Diem and their kind of relationship on the show before. Obviously, everybody 
knows the story, so we don't have to go into a whole lot of detail, but just kind of this season, uh, obviously it was even probably like, um, you know, one of the more sad things in challenge history, just like seeing her having to leave the show and hearing some of the confessionals and everything. So, um, and, and I think game wise, they, I mean, they were only on the show for like three episodes and like, they didn't win a challenge. So they didn't have like any moves or anything. So, um, just, you know, obviously our, our thoughts and prayers go out to, to DM and her family. So I think CT and DM strong team, but I think we just move past them for now. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on, uh, we got Dustin and Jessica. Um, this, this is a team that I would describe as a shit show. Yes. Uh, Dustin is just, I don't know. And Jessica, I mean, Jessica's got to be up there for worst competitors of all time. I think she was on that list, right? I think she, she was, was on the Rushmore list by Andy. I think he. he I think did. I think she's she's on the short list of people that have lost the first elimination of a season multiple times. Yeah, this being one of them. I think Dustin and Jessica are they should be the team that we spend the least amount of time on. Um, and honestly, I think going back to the game, I think Wes, because Wes won the Teresa won the first challenge, and they sent them in as their vote. Mm-hmm. And I think the way he described it was perfect where he was like, there's veterans in this game, you know, Leroy, Bananas, Zach, Jordan, and then there's new kids, basically like the four or five rookie teams. And you guys are just kind of in between. And obviously Wes is more inclined to go with the rookies, but like, he's obviously not going to piss off any of the veterans. So like they see a team like Dustin and Jessica who are just kind of in no man's land. They got screwed by it and you know, they weren't good enough. to. Do you think, I would say who was probably the best challenger at this time. doesn't have to be on this season. Who was probably the best? Like, would you say bananas? Like I would say, I would say this is probably apex mountain for bananas. Really? So my, my question for you would be if bananas is the best player, if bananas and Jessica were a team, how far would they go in this season? At least halfway. Halfway? Yeah. Gotcha. Dustin and Nani, I think, go home earlier than that. But I think Bananas just had so many, like, Wes was really the only guy who was 100% against him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had Leroy. He had Jordan. He had this mythical friendship with Johnny Riley. CT was on his side. like, um, And even Zach, we'll get into that move later. But I feel like Bananas are just so connected that he'd just be able to kind of slide under the radar a little bit. But, see, this is where part of the challenge I just don't understand. You brought up Bananas Friends there, right? You included Jordan in that mix, which that will be one of the greatest mysteries I, I, I in challenge history. That them, you know, they're just buddy-buddy now after literally last season Jordan went in and tried to take out Bananas. He flips over all the cards <laughs> and stuff. But the next season they're all buddy-buddy. I mean, that's one of my favorite things that we bring up from time to time here on here. Um, it's just the fact that they fucking hated each other. No seasons in between, and they just come back, and they're all good to go. That's awesome. Jordan was the one trying to save Bananas when fucking her, him and Sarah sent him in. I, I kind of want to skip him ahead because I do want to talk about that scene, and I, I almost want to say right now, and I'm going to fucking say it because we can talk about it. Go this is going to be all over the place. Was Jordan putting on for the cameras there? 
I don't think so. I mean, if you're Jordan, it's a perfect move by you because it's a win-win. One, you're sending in the best player. Him or Leroy are going home. Great move. Two, now you're pushing all the blame to Sarah, and you're kind of sliding beneath. He's like, no, no, no. Don't do it. This will screw up our game. Even though – and he's just like – this is the fucking best. So the question, yeah. So the question is, is is that what Jordan was thinking, or was he actually being genuine and saying like, "Oh no, I want to run the final against bananas." That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think, I think he was putting on for the cameras. That's what I'm saying. I think Jordan, if he had maybe three three more seasons under his belt, might have thought to do that. But I don't yeah. know if he was doing that at the time. Okay, fair, fair. All right, I don't know how we got there because we were talking about Dustin and Jessica, but now we're on Jay and Jenna as our next team. Kind of hinted at this team earlier where I said I probably would have picked them bottom two, bottom three, maybe last, honestly, uh, if we were doing this live. And this team, talk about a horseshoe up their ass that they just slid just enough, just enough. They weren't finishing last every challenge, but they were just going – Right under the radar, and they uh, they did it. They did it. Got to the finals, and what happened, Alex? What 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 happened in the finals? They they start the final. They're doing fine, and then they get to a checkpoint where I don't even remember what the little carnival game was, but they have to every time they miss it, they have to drink uh, some sort of shit brain smoothie, and they just can't fucking do it. And Jay did the classic like. It was clearly Jay's fault. Everybody to this day who's seen the season knows that it was Jay's fault. But he tried – the thing that I think makes me hate him even more is the fact that he tried kind of shifting the blame and saying like, oh, well, if you're not going to drink it, then why would I drink it? When it's like clear that like Jenna, especially knowing what we know now, like Jenna is good at this shit. She'll do whatever is told of her. She'll do it. Um She'll drink some disgusting shit. Obviously, she wasn't doing amazing at the time, but like if she – if Jay would have stuck it out, so would she. And Jay just refused. So just an all-time classic challenge loser. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't seen him back. I know he quit. I know he quit in the finals. But I thought MTV would give him another chance of some bullshit season. I mean, nowadays we have fucking, what, America's Got Talent, you know, all these other shows. You're telling me we can't just get some of these other people back on? I don't know. Just, just a thought. Jay and Jenna, to me, I feel like, um, I feel like when we've been talking about bad challengers in our season or like our episode recaps the past couple years, I feel like somebody's asked us kind of who is a bigger layup. When I think of the challenge and the term layup, my mind always goes to Jay and Jenna, and I think we might have to get um, our challenge historians on this one, but I think it's because the term itself actually originated from them. Yeah. I think, and I think it was, it was mostly Wes who kind of used it as like, you know, Jay and Jenna are a layup team. I want to keep them here. I'm going to make them think that they're on my side so that, and he tried doing this so that if we need like an easy team, if we fuck up on a late challenge, throw them in because they're a layup, we can beat them. And it's kind of like he called them insurance at one point. Just classic Wes. Um, but that's why, like, my mind always just goes to Jay and Jenna. They're a layup because, like, they they weren't 
horrible. And this was in the days of the challenge where if you got last, you got sent in. And they never got last, which, like, good for them. But, like, they weren't as bad as some of the teams that we've seen recently. And so they were just a team that you wanted to keep around because they were a layup. So that's where my mind always goes. It's a, sh- it's a shame that um, Jenna's name is attached to that. It really is. That's true. That's a good point. Because Jenna is a good competitor. I mean, and it just sucks that, you know, one moment especially dictates that entire season is the narrative of them. The entire yeah. Season, so. All right. So moving on, we have Alex's last place preseason team, John and Simone. Thoughts? Uh, first thing that comes to mind is when they were in the food eating elimination, I think against Adam and Brittany, and they were placing wagers while writing the number on a whiteboard of how many something somebody can eat. And Simone at one point, I think Brittany's Simone wagered like eight. Brittany said 10. And then Simone responded with like six. <laughs> Start working backwards. Just, and the whole crack whole crowd is, you know, just cracking up like, just clearly not understanding the concept of like wagering and upping the other person. Like for him, when that's the first thing that comes to my mind, you know, it's just like a smirky bad team. They were bad, but like, at least I can smirk at them. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. I mean, you said it best. I think this has got to be, and this is definitely a challenge historian. Uh, look up teammate wise. I believe just looking at them, that they are the biggest distance, largest distance of height differential. Ooh. I don't know how we can find that, but Is he it's that gotta tall? be close. He's huge, man. I mean, the difference looks like four feet. <laughs> see, see if you can look up a picture. I wanna I wanna I wanna see this real quick. Uh John and Simone X is two. I feel like John and Simone. I think I saw – well, I guess now nowadays Theo, I think, has been the tallest challenger. Oh, come on. God, you, can, <laughs> you, you can see his head. That's like a good foot and a half. God, he towers over. I know. See, I see a team like that too. I, you, I, know, you, know, you know what's funny? I was about, I was about to say it's got to be them, right? And I'm looking at this picture now of Adam and Brittany. Oh my god! <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. God. Oh, god, see, I, the, I, they're they're a team that makes me think like I don't want to actually do this, and I know ne- I'm sure I never will. But like, it makes me kind of want to see like what the fuck their are you the one season was like. Oh, like they are they don't seem like exes. They're the two most opposite type people. Um, but like just here, here, here's the thing though, Alex, we all know they probably were like, they had a fling or something and, uh, you know, they did this and then they tried to be a couple in the, what the match booth or whatever it's yeah. called. And then it just didn't work out. And then, you, you know, they went their separate rates, but they're exes, you know, <laughs> that's how they do it. I mean, and we'll get into that because that's a whole nother story with these people. I mean, you kind of hinted it at it with Nani and Bananas earlier. Like, what what is the definition of exes these days or rivals these days? Always a 
Ride or dies. Yeah, exactly. Nisa and Jordan, ride or dies. I mean, come on. Those people haven't even spoke to each other before this season. I haven't right. spoken since. God. Well, yeah, she's <laughs> – never mind, never mind. All right. So, <laughs> next team we got is uh, one of my favorites, a real-world Portland team, Johnny and Avery. I, I mean, everybody knows I love little Johnny. Maybe even the best Johnny to ever play in the game. <laughs> but, yeah, Johnny and Avery, good team. Wish they would have done better, honestly. Um, Avery, wish she would. I wish Avery would come back to the challenge. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> is there a reason? There's two of them. Jesus. So, yes, great team there. Um uh, it's funny because every time I think of them, though, I think I go straight back to real world Portland over the season completely. Like they're loving that. And then it just was like, it goes into this. It's just like, ugh, a little rough. But what, what did you think? Johnny and Avery to me were just like, uh, I don't, I don't know how to describe them. Cause I wouldn't say they were, they're definitely not a great team. I don't think they were a good team, although they did win an elimination. They're but like I a think, C plus. They're above yeah. average. And and yeah. but they were a C plus performance wise, but like still somehow managed to be like an A minus in terms of like teams that I wanted to stay on the show. Like every week when I watched Texas Two, I was like, I hope Johnny Navy don't go home. And not even for like a super specific reason. It was just kind of like. I mean, they played it up. Their story arc was kind of like early on was how much Johnny and Avery hated each other. Um, you know, they really dug into probably one of the more realistic exes couples with like actual Very. genuine hatred toward each other. Um, and, you know, they would kind of <laughs> the way they operated was just so funny where it was like Johnny would say that like they would come to the challenge and like he would kind of clock in and they'd be like, all right, we'll be partners. We'll figure out how to do this. And then the second it was over, he was like, I fucking hate this bitch. And that's kind of like, you need one of those teams for every exit season. And um, obviously Avery was easy to look at and Johnny's just a smirky guy. And he was coming off of um, his free agents run. So it's like you come off of free agents, you were, second place never went into elimination he didn't go into an elimination this season for like eight episodes or something so it was like is this guy ever gonna lose and obviously they did but just like a a fun team that i liked hanging out with. i think they're in you you kind of hinted at it very likable team very yes. likable very like fine people and you know i i think like you said very good rivalry that they had with each other uh, it was true. It wasn't fake. It wasn't forced. And still to this day, I mean, literally the season after this, Leroy and Avery were partners because of the, oh, Johnny's my boy. Like, it's just like, it, it's just ridiculous. And and that's why, you know, I like this team a lot. Wish they would have figured it out. Mikey, the doctor writes in the chat, Lil Johnny never had good luck with partners. Absolutely. I mean, he's one of, he's one of my, like, not like Mount Rushmore by any means, but what ifs, like what if he had a good, what if he had like a Sarah-esque partner for a season? Does this lead to two, three, four more seasons where we would see, because people forget he beat Zach up the mountain or he beat bananas up the mountain and Zach. I mean, 
People forget that. People forget that. So moving on from Jordan and Sarah is Knight and Jemmy. Knight and Jemmy. Uh, another like true relationship. I mean, when 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 did they started dating? Was it Battle? Uh, I want to say what season was it? Well, they were on Real World, New Orleans, right? Yeah. They dated on that though, but I thought they dated in a season, right? Well, they were they were on a uh, battle of the seasons on the same team. Okay, yeah, 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 as, yeah, yeah. As exes, basically. Yes. Okay, that that's what I was thinking of. So, what what do you think about that team? I mean, they were just like a good old fashioned shit show. Um, you know, you knew there was going to be fights, and there were, and I feel like their season was just you know very predictable where it was like you see them come on and at that point knight and jimmy had both done enough seasons to like establish themselves with you know the zacks jordans cts of the world to like people like them they want to hang around so like you knew they probably weren't going to go home the first three episodes but like you knew the second it got to like you know the this season to come on the challenge like they're gone right away like the second like it's only good teams left they're gone. Um, second, they have to win an elimination. They're gone. So you always need one of those teams too that just kind of like is enjoyed by the rest of the cast, and that kind of keeps them on. A good filler team. Yes. There we go. Uh, and rest in peace, Knight. I know this season was also dedicated uh, to him as well. Uh, so quick little moment of silence for that. Moving on, I think. Should we do one or two teams for this one? We have I have Leroy and Naya and Leroy and Teresa. Do we want to talk about both or should we just stick to Naya? Let's let's do Leroy and Naya. Okay. We'll get into the switch at the end. Okay. So Leroy and Naya, I mean, if honestly, if I'm looking at teams in their prime, this might be the best team. Like each person in their prime that I would take. They're a good team. I obviously the crazy thing about saying that statement is zero rings between both of them but in an elimination if it's the problem is anything with heights you're fucked if it's anything physical naya is arguably one of the the best competitors when it comes to that it's more of the height stuff she can't do and it's funny because i'm watching the first episode right now and she got dq'd uh at least she tried and did it i know later on I felt like there – which season was she on where it was a height and she just was like, I'm not even getting up? Um, was that – it was Battle of the X's. It was Battle of the X's too with the, the dodgeball throw. Yeah. Yeah. It was this one. Yeah. yeah, it was this one. Yes. So, you know, when it comes to that, but like, God, this team had so much potential. Obviously, Naya went home um, and then they had to bring in Teresa. But this this was a great season for Leroy to make the finals at least. And win. Well, I guess he made the finals, but. I mean, yeah, this team, um, I think when we did, I'm thinking back a couple of years ago when we did our best challenge pairs bracket, I feel like Leroy and Nia were a six seed, but I think they won maybe like an upset in the first round. Like a 6-11 and, and a 3-6? Yeah. I think they are like one of the more underrated yeah. team performances that we've had because – you know, if you think about it, they uh, won three eliminations as a team. They beat Bananas and Nani first, and then beat Johnny and Avery, and then they also beat 
who else did they beat? They beat somebody else. Um, Adam and Brittany. Adam and Brittany. And um, and then obviously Leroy had Teresa for his fourth elimination win. So like then as a team, they were three and never lost an elimination, obviously, because not or because Naya went home. Leroy wins four eliminations on the season, gets second place. Like he himself had just like an awesome season that just kind of flies under the radar. Cause I think feel like when you think back to the season, you think about Jordan and Sarah, you think about Wes and Teresa, bananas and Nani, Zach and John a, like you think about a lot of other teams before you get to like a team that was just like plowing through the elimination rounds, like always getting thrown in kind of being in the middle of both sides and like always getting screwed, but like always coming out on top. It's just like a really fun team to watch. They like always came back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my question is, what was I going to say about Naya? Fuck, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, yes, I remember. Sorry. Um, Naya, one thing I want to talk about, too, with her is it's got to be one of the best, when we talk about great moments from the season, blow-ups, fights. Her versus Nani? Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. the screaming match before their elimination. Uh, I think Bananas in the background. Like, <laughs> it was like, that was such a good, and it was like a, I think that was like a cliffhanger, too. It was like a TBD. I think that oh, was yeah. it. Like, he's like, you know, the, the wide eyes in the background and stuff like that. Great moment from the season, too. And and that type of shit is just the shit that does not happen today. Oh. And if it does, they certainly don't show it. And, like, they cut it off before it even gets to that point. Like, Naya, like, having genuine hatred toward Nani because they're the ones in that situation that got screwed. And I think I'm watching one of the episodes right now. I think that might be coming up soon. And, like, she gets, like, so fucking mad. And it's, like, an awesome moment. I and love it's, like, it, yeah. You get to that point in the season where it's like six, five teams left, and like every fucking vote, every challenge is so important. You do not want to go home now. It's just so fun to watch. Yeah, seriously, you just do not want to go home now. So leading into the next team, let's talk about Leroy and Teresa. So Teresa comes in the game, and, I mean, she gets thrown in literally to a pole wrestle against Nani, which another rivalry that was uh, right before – it was leading into that, and then she came back and Nani was pissed. Great elimination between those two, Nani and Teresa. But Leroy and Teresa pick up the dub. Uh, and then, you know, finishing second in this final without working with each other for what, like – and I don't know how long these seasons actually are, four or five weeks, is pretty impressive still. And I understand, like, the competition, like, who it was and stuff. But still, at the same time, like, it was a a tip of the cap. It was that little Derek Jeter, you know, tip of the cap. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, they they obviously weren't teammates for super long. Um, But I think my main takeaway on them is that, like, for both of them in that – very unique circumstance it was probably um i mean i think they're both retired at this point so i i feel like they was both for both of them it was the best chance they ever had to win a final mm-hmm. and obviously they didn't so it's kind of sad and it speaks to like their overall resume but like for Teresa to be in a final with leroy as her partner and vice versa like you would think that it, there's no other better like leroy's been in finals with like uh I think Nani and like Mike Mike, like 
he's not going to win with them. Like Teresa was his best shot. And so it's just kind of sad, but like also fitting that they were together and didn't win. Yeah. Could you imagine if Leroy and Teresa would have won though? Like Wes would have just been like, it would have been the ultimate, like, <laughs> Oh, I got so fucked this season. Like it would have, it would have been nuts. Uh, so moving on after Leroy and Teresa, Thomas and Haley, maybe the who of the who of the year? Wow, I mean that that's a throwback. That's a throwback, and that's who I, I was struggling. I think to think about who Johnny and Avery beat. I think that was them. I think Tom that's Haley. who they lost to. Yeah. Um, wow, I think they are maybe the only team that we hadn't like mentioned just through conversation so far. Um, wasn't okay. And I'm watching. It's funny enough. They're on my screen now. Um, wasn't I'm getting the seasons confused now, but wasn't Haley the crazy girl? Like that's the connection that they, she was a crazy, like she was never on anything. She was just a crazy ex. Thomas was on skeletons with. Yes. And she, okay. Yeah. 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 Came on. They yeah, were high yeah. school sweethearts. Yeah. 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 Okay. And they were, and that's kind of like with when you have like fourteen teams, it's kind of fun to have like unique stories and backstories on these people. So like to have a couple that like actually knew each other before they were on shows and before they were in like the MTV world, that's kind of fun. So like good for them, um, but just like not obviously a, a strong challenge team. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, next team: Wes and Teresa. I mean, played a perfect game. Really did. Wes played an absolutely perfect game um, on Axis too. I mean, I I'm just gonna try to do this off of memory, but just going episode by episode, like uh, Wes won the first challenge, which is classic Wes. But I think I feel I feel like when I say perfect game, I almost mean it like outside of your performance in the challenge. I mean, like whatever your predicament is, did you make the right move and the right decision? And so like episode one, he wins. He makes, I think the perfect choice by sending in Dustin and um, Jessica into elimination. Cause he knows they're probably going home. They're not tied to anybody. And then the next challenge, I think bananas wins and he doesn't go for Wes because Wes didn't go for him. Episode one. And then I think the next episode Sarah and Jordan won and they didn't send Wes in basically. Cause they were like, you know, we're, there's still enough teams. We're trying to play the middle. We know you guys are going against each other. So Wes is safe again. And then, and then the numbers start to dwindle a little bit and he gets, starts to realize that kind of he's on his side by himself, just surrounded by a lot of rookies. And uh, the team he goes for on the other side is Zach and John a, and he pulls them in just, you know, hook, line, and sinker, and he basically gets them to a point where um, I know this, we haven't gotten to them yet, but Zach and John A win the challenge. Um, I think last place is Johnny and Avery is who's going in, and Zach and John A are like full-blown. Um, wait, am I getting this mixed up? Zach and John A won. No, Leroy. No, no, no uh, fuck. Leroy and I won, and they were going to send in Wes and Teresa. 
And this is the famous scene. And Wes sat at the dinner table, and he said, if you throw in Zach and John A., who was Wes's number one, then there's an open spot, and you can be my number one. And I think the exact quote was, Leroy loaded the gun. Leroy pulled the trigger. I just showed Leroy how the gun works. Great moment. That's Great fucking moment. incredible. I butchered a lot of that story. I think I got the quote right. Just incredible. Like, and then, and then Leroy's sitting there and he says, Why does it feel like you're the power couple? When Wes I mean, when someone thing, says that, begging for his life, and he fucking pulls that out. And then the smirk when they cut to him in his confessional and he says, Sometimes I surprise myself. And he just gives that little Wes smirk. And it's so classic. He fucking played the perfect game up until bananas comes back into the house which is something that he did not know about and most likely i mean like part of the reason he didn't know about it is because it never fucking happened before yeah he had no like if that had happened if the redemption house had been a thing you know west would have taken that into consideration but this is something that had never happened before so of course he wasn't thinking about it and that's why his face was so red when bananas came back and the game you know was also- on him and I also kind of want to touch on the Redemption House. What else was also classic about that scene uh, was when the Redemption House was actually happening, or uh, when they were telling him, oh, there was a Redemption House behind the scenes and stuff. And everyone was like, oh, I wonder who won. And it was like some of the names that were thrown out were like, I wonder if it's Adam and Brittany or like Bubble. And he's like, I think they cut to Wes. And he's like, it's got to be Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course it was. Skipping in. God, and then and then too the the fact that um because I was just watching this episode before that moment before bananas is introduced back into the fold it's the four teams Wes and Teresa Leroy and Naya Sarah and Jordan and Jay and Jenna and Wes tries to pulls off pull off this agreement where they're all basically like if any of us lose let's fucking throw in the insurance policy throw in the layup team and then uh, Jay and Jenna or sorry uh. Sarah and Jordan didn't want to go for it. So it's kind of created a two verse two vibe, which yeah. was all blown up anyway. Cause they came in, but like Wes had, he brought Jay and Jenna on their side episode one. And he was ready to pull that out with four teams left. Like yeah. he played a perfect game and just got screwed to the likes of uh, Armando Galarraga, I would say. <laughs> so McCord brings up a good point. And I know you're the, the historian at this relationship and also the season that it came on. Uh, can we talk about how uh, Wes and Teresa were even partners in the first place? Yeah, they were ex- your favorite season. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, they were excess from my favorite season of Fresh Meat 2. Um, I've been <laughs> talking about Fresh Meat 3 for a while. They need to bring that back. Um, but it was just a classic challenge hookup. I think that was on our Mount Rushmore that we did recently with McCord, um, Wes and Teresa. And I feel like they had probably done three, four more seasons together, but it just kind of never resurfaced, never was a talking point. Teresa went home early a lot. Um, dating those football then, players. And- yeah, but then, but then they bring it back, and they're just partners, and they make a good partnership. Well, and I think an important piece of the pie that you forgot was, wasn't Teresa throwing herself at somebody? Yeah, she was throwing herself at, at my guy, Kenny. Um, oh yes, your guy Kenny. I forgot about that. Yeah, my guy Kenny. Fresh me too. 
Yeah, and then Kenny, of course, turned her down, Mr. Beautiful, and then she kind of went for her second option, which was Wes. God, just bananas. I'm glad we brought that up from your favorite season and your favorite person, Kenny. Um, I mean, can't beat that. So, All right, so moving on after Wes and Teresa, we got Zach and John A. Um, Are they the last team? They are the last team, okay. which also, and we'll, we'll get into it, just a perfect number of teams too. It's not like yeah. 50. It's not like 20. And that that's something I want to bring up in a little bit. But um, Zach and John A first, what do we think about this team? I feel like Zach is one of those competitors where you're just intimidated by him regardless. Uh, was he still long hair, Zach, at the time? Yes. So, yeah, even more. <laughs> yes. Uh, John A, I feel like. She's just she's all right. She's good. I actually think her Apex Mountain is actually all stars. She's been killing it on that. Oh, yeah. Uh but you know, I feel like this is like another B plus B team. Yeah, maybe this B plus was high. B B minus, maybe. I, I I yeah, I think that's fair. I think they when you get introduced to this team, you think like they have the potential to because the because Zach is so strong and because John A like has endurance, she was on the show endurance. Um, because they like are athletic, they could probably win a challenge. They could probably win any given elimination. But the chemistry with them is probably like probably close to the bottom of the list. Probably close to Johnny and Avery, but Johnny and Avery weren't as as athletic. And so you knew that they were gonna like that Zach and John A were gonna last a decent amount. But at some point, it was going to explode, and it yeah. exploded a few times. And just like, um, just a, a shit show of a team that still could perform. Yeah. And Zach was very intimidating, you know, just saying a lot of just rude, sexist remarks to John A. And um, obviously, wouldn't fly as much today. But uh, a fun team to watch. And. Like I said, you know, when I, my mind goes to Exos 2, Zach and John A are kind of the top. They feel like they got a lot of airtime, a lot of confessionals, and they lasted long. And they were obviously um, – I wonder if they ever even made it to the Redemption House because they got sent there, but then they immediately started the thing. So just a, just a crazy team. Honestly, you know, how I look at it too, um, it was also the birth of Zach and Jenna. Yeah. I mean, people forget that. Remember, so, remember, he asked her, uh, or she, they were talking about uh, their trivia questions, and Jenna asked Zach who the president of Wyoming is. Just idiots. God, that's awesome. Um, God, do you remember the episode too, where Zach is like hanging out? They're at the bar with Jenna, and then Jay and John A are like, just like. I can't believe our partners are doing that. And then they start making out with each other. Yeah. I mean, that was just absurd. There's so many things that like, we still haven't even talked about yet. Like they're so I'm, I'm thinking about like the Zach and John a, I'm thinking about some of the eliminations now when they went against uh, the sledgehammer, Jordan and Sarah and talked about how Zach looked like Thor at the time. And he couldn't fucking swing the hammer. And Sarah and Jordan got the upset. Like this is so like such but a Jordan. Jordan does that on the farm. I mean, that, that's easy money for him. It's not like he has, like, one hand or anything. Like, that's easy for him. So, 
So that was a little one by one of all the teams. Um, one thing I kind of want to talk to you about was just the format too of this game. Um, perfect format. Nothing too crazy. Nothing stupid. I mean, last place goes in, and then the winning team votes in. Not that complicated. Really easy. And then you throw in the twist that we later see, the Redemption House, which was the best Redemption House, and maybe the only time they've ever gotten a Redemption House correctly right. Yes. Perfect. And then the the, the, the chef's kiss on top of everything, 13 episodes, three specials. What, what were the three specials? I'm curious. Was it a reunion and then shit show? I, Shit, we should have aired, you know. But the season was 13 episodes. It says, number of, ep- it says number of episodes 16, and in parentheses, reunion and three specials included. Nowadays, we get to. No, I guess there was 12. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. And then the final challenge says episodes 11 12. That's probably it. Because back in the day, they used to have the after shows, remember? Oh, yeah. Classic. And they were 60 minute episodes, Mikey the Doctor says. It's such a great point. And and I I I opened with saying that I was unsure about what my favorite season is. The more we've talked about this and broke it down, it like, everything about Exodus 2 is almost like perfect in a way. Like nowadays we get to episode 13 and we're like, we legitimately have 10 teams left. Yeah, we get to episode thirteen. We have ten teams left these days. I mean, think about this too, Alex. And we haven't even touched on eliminations or anything yet. I mean, think about these are the last two eliminations before the final. We had Leroy and Nia versus Wes, um, Wes and Teresa. Was it Wes and Teresa? Oh yeah, it was Wes and Teresa. Sorry, Hall brawl when Leroy put Wes in in the ambulance, and then we had the X battle right after. I mean, those are two great eliminations to kick off the finale. Like, oh, and so you know what was great about this season? And it was heavily um, benefited by the short, by the small number of teams and, and episodes was that you, you said it was 12 episodes. I feel like the first three, four were getting rid of some of the weaker teams, which was good. Obviously, that's how most seasons start. But at the same time, you're getting introduced to like all of the house dynamics and like eight teams that are just fun to watch. And then I feel like Bananas and um, Nani lost to Leroy and Nia like episode four or five, like not too late into the season. And so then once that happens, it's like, all right, the dynamic has changed. There's no leader in that half of the house. Like Bananas is kind of lurking in the background and like how are the, how are the rest of the house dynamics going to change and then they do for a few episodes they're interesting as hell to watch and then bananas just comes back because they like you said they execute the redemption house perfectly and then there's still like four episodes where it's like there's six teams left and every fucking challenge is so important and then you know and they get to the four teams that get sent to the location change and then Bananas um, and Nani lose to Leroy and Teresa. Like all, like every single episode, there was no wasted space. Like obviously, we talked about some of the filler teams, like you know, a Knight and Jimmy, Thomas and Haley. But like, you need a couple of them 
so that everybody else can kind of take up room in the episode. And just like it was such an awesome season that Redemption House is correct, uh, correctly pulled off. The voting was correctly pulled off. And another point, too, um, I feel like we touched on it a little, is just kind of the are you the one introduction, which I think is such an important thing looking back because it's like now are you the one being part of the challenge seems like nothing because we have other shows, other countries literally on the show all the time. But at the time it was such a big thing and it was kind of a sliding doors moment or it's like, are you the one was the first thing. And at the time it felt like a big change and it's just led to so many different challenge people coming into our lives. Massive moment for the challenge, honestly. And then on top, you know, it, it still just hasn't clicked yet for me that we, all we had was 13 episodes and we had a redemption house too. And 60 minutes. How many how many eliminations do you think Bananas and Nani won in Exile? That's what it was called. How many do you think they won? I think four. Yeah, they won three. four. They, they won four. They beat John and Simone, Adam and Brittany, J- Johnny and Avery, and, uh, and then I guess outside in the actual dome, Zach and John. Pretty impressive. Yeah, this, this was um, one of the things that I feel like this started was – the bad redemption house era, which has kind of created uh, me as the challenge historian. I feel like the, uh, the challenge stats are all kind of uh, muddied by now because it's like this person's before this season, it was like easy to say what, you know, bananas elimination record was, but now it's like, Oh, do his, his four and record. Do we count it? Do we not? And then, you know, with some of the other formats, like, I feel like the stat keeping has just become so much harder now. They have teams. Another thing about the format, you were talking about 13 teams is what we started with, mm-hmm. um, is that we had no replacement teams. We didn't have, yeah. as, aside from the very last partner switch with Teresa coming back, which is very small. That was like an episode and a half. Aside from that, we didn't have any replacement teams. Obviously, we had um, CT and DM, unfortunately, having to leave. But like, I feel like, we spent time on rivals three talking about how like four teams left and we had to like replace them with like teams that had already been eliminated or like new people. And like, which makes it harder to watch. Like this was easy. You had the same cast from the start to finish, not a lot of changes within there. And it just makes it more fun to watch. Absolutely. Anything else from the season? I know we've kind of gone quick. We've kind of hit up eliminations, competitors, you know, just the format in general. Anything else comes to our mind? Um, you know, you know what? It was kind of a smirky thing. I, I know something we always send uh, in our group chat is, and it's a kind of a famous, I don't want to say GIF meme, whatever you want to call it, uh, from the season is how about, um, God, I'm, I'm watching, I have two things now that I'm looking at. My episode change, but little Johnny pulling the, the sand and his, him screaming. Great moment. And that was a good challenge. Yeah. And also, what I was going to bring up, too, um, last time I think we had intros. Up Ooh, season. that's a good point. Now that I just saw a different episode, which I love the intros. Bring them back. I think Ruin still had the best when they're coming in on, like, fucking elephants and stuff. It was awesome. Have, have we talked enough about um, Sarah sending in bananas? I mean, here's the thing. 
I feel like if you were to go back and listen to all the stir of the pods, I feel like we've talked about it for more than a day, <laughs> like as much as we have. And I'm fine talking about it again because it's a move. If I'm in Sarah's position, it's the, it's the correct move to make. It is. It is the right move to make. You don't think so? How do you define correct? If Bananas was in the spot, he would throw in them. I disagree. No. There's no I think, way. I think if you define correct for Sarah as being like, what decision increases your percentage of winning a final, I think she made the right decision. But my question is this. If you're if you're if you're bananas, I'm, I'm saying from this perspective, if you're bananas and you win, would you rather have Jay and Jenna in one of the teams, Wes and uh, Teresa and Leroy, or who was the other person, and Jordan and Sarah, or would you rather have me and both those teams? I'd rather have only one than two. I mean, you you know, you, you want to bring the layup along. It, it was I, the correct move, I think. Now, and this brings to the point, was Bananas and Sarah actually friends? And there's no fucking chance they were. I think they were. No. No. They, no. Had, they had never been on a season where they didn't play together. But they were never outside. And that's – here's the thing. Game versus non-game – you should never think non-game, personally. It's all a fucking game. Well, so. see, I, I I agree with that, which is now kind of leading into what we spent a lot of time on the last pod talking about was the take the money and run. Great move. Because what Sarah did to him on this season gave him a valid reason to gave do him it. Every reason to do yeah. it. Yeah. Because she yeah. removed relationships from the game decisions. And that's what Banana said was like, all right, if you're not going to play by those rules, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, and it gave it him every motivation to do it. It doesn't now, matter that we spent two months in Mexico acting like we're friends again. Like, fuck that. It's $275,000. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, and I think my favorite word of stir the pod, because of that, the domino effect allowed take the money and run to happen. And I think I think the moment that happened, the light bulb went off and BM easier. And they were like, we just struck gold because they can pull this wild card at any time. And I think the whole Rivals 3 was a setup for it. I really do. I mean, Rivals 3 was made for oh, yeah. I mean, so. if yeah, if this moment doesn't happen or if Sarah Bernanas is unavailable for Rivals 3, they're not doing that format. Here, here's, a, here's a hot take. In, I'm ahead. being serious. If Sarah doesn't, if Sarah doesn't throw in bananas, is the challenge still on TV today? God, you had to go there. I'm serious because I think bananas taking the money and run brought a lot of people back to the show. And then even the seasons, you know, Ashley goes on. And I think, you know, some people have been pissed off. But if you've had enough, like, what was that juice? If that's, I mean, now nowadays you have people, hey, we want to call this the the share fund. And if you get this amount of money, we're going to donate. And it's like, 
what the fuck are we doing now? See, that, that that's a good question, and I, and I love that take. I feel like, um, like you just said, when Bananas took the money and run, the challenge itself had a lot of juice. What, Pro- what is, is was that the challenge Apex Mountain? It's either that or the CT backpack, in my opinion. But probably take the money and run because there was more of a social media era had evolved. People were online seeing things. Um, but I feel like since then, there's just there's been there's been no juice. We've been spitting out the same old seasons back to back. And um, but I but to, the reason why I think it might still be on if all those moves didn't happen it's because it's still on now and like the split decision was but is it seven years ago 15 seasons ago or something probably like it's not it's not as good as it was yeah it's not as good as invasion rivals three that kind of era x's two like but they're still fucking pumping them out we we recap them every week i don't i don't i i think this was a big moment for the challenge and i think it gave it no well false i think the take the money and run was the it was apex mountain i think no doubt i think that's what gave them 10 more seasons of the show i really do they could fuck around they could screw it up as they could make the work they could make bloodlines 10 straight seasons and they would still have a show yes but if that move doesn't happen, where are we today? Are we even here? Is stir the pot even a thing? Is a thing? That's the, the, I mean, that's the awesome thing about talking about the challenge is it is, it is truly the domino effect. We're, I mean, I was like, cause like the, the take the money and run moment is like way bigger and way more crazier than Sarah sending in bananas. But it doesn't happen if Sarah doesn't send in bananas. And that's the fun part about it. Mm-hmm. And there's just like, I mean, going back to Axis 2, it's just like that was one of the 30 awesome things about this season. But it was one of the very last things you saw. And obviously they carried it into the reunion and then carried it into several seasons afterwards. And so just it has a lasting effect. Absolutely. I don't know. It just makes me think like where, if this move doesn't happen, where are we today? Are Alex and Trevor even friends? <laughs> does, does the rivals two blanket fiasco even happen? God. The higher level guys will understand that. But what other moments stick out to you? Um, or should we? I mean, I've, is there really anything else that we need to talk about? Like, I guess the take the money and run, or um, not take the money I, and run, the Sarah decision. I guess we, I, we didn't really get at your thought on it. What were you fine with it? Were I mean, on Sarah sending in bananas? Um, yeah, because you were kind of going at me with saying like, I, I said it was the correct move. It was the it was the most. No, yeah, I I guess I agree with you that logically Sarah should have sent him in to improve her chances in the final. Cause she's getting yes. rid of either him or Leroy. Um, I just feel like, I feel like she was, she was 
when she makes that move, she's destined to pay for it, and she did. Okay. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like they were pretty decent challenge allies. I mean, I don't think they were calling each other on each other's birthdays, but like when they entered the challenge house, I feel like it was always bananas and Sarah the same way. It was like always bananas and Leroy. Like, I don't know. I feel like, um, it was just like a classic, it was a classic challenge backstab and that's fine. That shit happens all the time. But like, if you backstab somebody, you got to know that it might come back. And for Sarah, it did in really the worst way. Yeah. And like, to my argument earlier that I was saying how, um, you know, it was the correct move. If I'm Sarah in Rivals 3 finale, like, and Banana's like, oh, well, go to bed, go to bed. You don't need to worry about the points. If I'm Sarah, I'm staying up. Like, why, why the oh, fuck? Yeah. Like, and, and, that's on, and that's on her. That's on her for that, I think. Yeah. So. What about – um. Are you changing the subject, or I, I was going to bring something back up with Bananas and Sarah? I was going to change the subject, yeah. Real quick, Bananas and Sarah related. <laughs> if – so if Sarah pulls this move, and let's say she's done. She's retired. She doesn't do Rivals 3. She moves on with her life. So Bananas left out and dry. He doesn't have the backstab to take the money and run. From that moment on, he's won two rings in like 12 seasons or whatever, right? Do you think he would have more rings? Because I felt like he was more he was painted more of a target on his back. Obviously, he's always had a, a massive target. But after take the money and run, obviously it's one less ring too. I mean, that bullseye was massive. Oh, yeah. So, like, my question for you would be: do you think the bullseye would be smaller? And do you think he would have ever he would have more rings? I think and more people he, would like him, I guess. I think he would probably have like one more ring. Uh maybe to you're cancel saying, out. So you're saying from that he would win three? Maybe two. One, so he would be the exact same, right? Yeah. Okay. Would, I think you I think you would find a way to cancel find a ring that cancels out the rivals three ring. Um because I feel like, like you said, you know, they were hyping up the bananas curse for like three, four, five, whatever seasons. When in reality, what I think it was was just the fact that the challenges were so like one person can win. Like Jordan won Dirty 30 and that was it. Like nobody else won. So like the numbers were decreasing, the formats were changing. And so like being a big name in the challenge alone was going to cause a target on your back. And so I think, um, the bananas or the um, take the money and run made it even bigger. So yeah, I would say if he wasn't partners with Sarah, he probably would find a way to at least even out. Even out. Gotcha. I'm watching the moment now that bananas and Nani return to the game right now. <laughs> I just watch that. Them skipping in. Wes scratching his head. Well, all right. This may be my last topic or last question that I want to pose to you. Um, we kind of just finished on Sarah and the decision and everything. Um, but what about, I feel like we haven't really given Jordan enough credit for getting his first challenge ring. What would you say yeah. to that? You know, I think this was, I think this was also a season where, you know, I think they played a very good game, uh, very slow, steady, didn't piss people off. I think, the only moment that they 
really pissed anybody off was, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, was when Jordan called Teresa like a slut or something towards the end of the game. And that was kind of the only ruffle. But, like, Jordan was pretty low-key, I felt like, this entire game, right? Am I missing something big? Alex? Might have lost Alex there for a minute. But I, I felt like he played very low-key, and it was just kind of a good um, good season for him. Let's see if I can connect back to Alex. Probably not. So I guess we can go into MVP, LVP. I, I feel like that's kind of the, the last topic of the night. Um, trying to see where Alex is, but he's not joining. So I guess – uh, Mike, the doctor, do you want to give us the order for MVP, LVP? As I'm watching the challenge, let's see. Mikey writes, this was the beginning of the Jordan legacy. And yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think we've talked about Jordan enough where Jordan is got to be up there as a top five, top three competitor of all time. It's hard to put him above, you know, CT and bananas, but like, Good God, he is just an absolute beast of a competitor. Somebody, I mean, somebody with one hand would still dominate the game. Uh, good to see Alex back. Looked like his laptop died or something stupid like that. Oh, looks like he's on his cell phone now. Uh, Mike, the doctor, writes, the order for MVP LVP tonight is just Trev. So it looks like just Trev giving the order tonight. But Watch it. up on the legacy of Jordan, like, I mean, like you said, you know, this was just the beginning and it was kind of like – almost like a redemption tour too. I mean, people forget the season right before he flipped over all the cards and, and went home. So it was, uh, it was good to see him get a ring and, you know, it was great to see kind of the beginning of that. So anything you want to add to that? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Fine. Okay. You look, um, look like you have upgraded the camera a little bit though. It looks like you kind of went to an iPhone or something. I don't yeah, know. I, I went mobile as I say, um, mobile. but I mean, Jordan is just, it's kind of, I was thinking about it at the time he gets a ring and he's done three seasons, which like, that's a good rate getting a ring in your first three seasons. And he has a resume of basically a third place finish behind CT and Wes and bananas and Frank. So like behind good teams and then free agents where um, he didn't finish high, but like that was kind of on himself and he made like a classic move and then he wins it all on, on X's two. And so, like you look at his three season resume and it's like a really good start, but I would say it's almost nowhere close to like his apex mountain. No, because he goes on and wins several more rings. Like at the time it's like, Oh, this guy's really good. And like, he's just continued it. And like, it's an awesome challenge career that, you know, we've done the legends tour on him. You guys can go listen to that pod. But like, I want to just every season he's on, I just have season tickets for I'm all in. Absolutely. Uh, so let's just dive in the end of the pod right here. A little MVP, LVP. It looks like the order is Trev, Trev. Um, no Alex picks tonight, but we'll go. Is Trev Alex fine? Yeah. So I'll start out with MVP. God, there's a lot of MVP picks I could go this year. Um, and the funny thing is, there's one that I'm leaning towards, and I just don't want to give it to him. Or them is the, the real question. And for whatever reason, and I'm not picking them, but I'm leaning production 
for just putting on a great show this season, honestly, for all the reasons that we said earlier. But I'm going to say, even though they didn't, it, even though he did not win, I'm going West. I, I mean, we, we oh. talked about it the entire time. I know he didn't win, but he played a perfect game. He really did. I mean, it, it is out of control. Not many people have ever played the game as good as West in this season. Every move he made was the correct chess move. It literally was. It was impressive, and the only time that he lost was when something was out of his hand. And and that, it sucks, but, like, you know, it happens. But to me, like, everything that was in his control, he, he hit a home run every single time. Literally, Barry Bonds without a baseball bat, stats, like, it was insane. So I'm going with Wes as my MVP. I mean, that's a great pick. I can't argue that. Um, just an awesome season. Um, so for my MVP, I'm going to go a similar route to production, I think. But, you know, I've just kind of been sucking off X's too this entire time. And so I think for my I think for my MVP of X's too, I'm going to go X's too. Just an all-time season, the GOAT. The GOAT season, everything's perfect about it. The people are perfect, the format, politics, all of that. And so um, I'm <laughs> I'm picking it over production just because – You don't like those words. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like, you know, production makes other good seasons and they make other bad seasons. But, like, the best thing about X's 2 is X's 2. Yeah, love that. All right, LVP, who you got? Uh, my LVP, I'm going to go with Jay. God, that's it's such a, an easy a pick. classic loser team, and I'm, you know, I'm going to leave Jenna out of it. Um, you know, she's had a good challenge career since then, so I'm just going to go with Jay. He sucks. He won't drink the drink. Yeah, good pick. Good pick. Thank you. My LVP tonight, a little different route, uh, and I don't know if I've ever given this an LVP, but my LVP is going to be stir the pod. Yeah, believe it or not, my LVP is Stir the Pod, and I'm giving it the LVP because I'm pissed off at Stir the Pod because we didn't start recording until later. This would have been one of the greatest seasons to ever record live with you all, Mike's Doctor, Ryan McCord. You know, if we were live for this season, it would have been banana lands. Like, it would have been awesome 60 minutes. We would have had a nice little recap at 9 Eastern. It would have been great. Uh, and that's on us. We should have started earlier, but you know, us young bloods, uh, we didn't start until what Brian or what was the season? It was bloodlines after, and we didn't record final reckoning, I think. Yeah. Final Jesus. So we were still two, three seasons later. So yeah, I mean, that's on us. I mean this season, and that's why we're doing a season recap tonight. Like would have been an awesome season to do live with y'all. So it's my LVP. Yeah, we, we owe the fans at least this podcast. Yeah, I mean, and we only spoke for an hour and 18 minutes. I, I feel like we could have spoke for at least two hours. Uh, I know well, we're missing a ton of stuff. And, you know, I know other LVP honorable mentions that we can bring up are people not even showing up to these podcasts. Uh, you know, the Adam Nidos of the world and the, what's his name? An, Andrew Birch? What, I, I, I don't know who that is. Uh, that that heavy, you know, I he's always locked up. He's got those chains on him. He's he's gone. So <laughs> who knows? Well, let me ask you this, Trev, before we wrap up here. Um, I know we got the live podcast tonight. Is there going to be a tack on podcast to this in the podcast version from next week? 
No. <laughs> there will not be. Uh, for those of you who don't know, next week is the return. Some of the fav- some of the fan favorites, the wedding podcast 2.0. Our boy Alex is getting married next week. Uh, it's going to be off the rails. We are going to be recording a live podcast throughout the night. Special guests. I mean, it's I don't know who's going to join. It's going to be. We'll just get into it. It, Are you saying it's its own podcast? I mean, we'll see how much information we get. We we'll have to tack it on. There's going to have to be a lot of editing. Uh, (laughs) There's going to be an unrated cut. Like it's going to be. I'm I'm f you. I'm fired up. So. Uh, That's prohibitive, Bravo. (laughs) Oh come on. (laughs) So, so. So congrats to Alex getting married next week. Uh, excited for that. And uh, yeah, we'll be on the lookout for that podcast. Uh, I know five-year anniversary. I know we've been slacking on that, but that's coming up soon. Uh, Mike and Dr. Rice, is Fezzi going to pop in? People forget, Fezzi is actually Alex's best man, which is insane to think about. So we can't wait to see him. Watch it. So uh, Andy's still on that fucking island with Cara and Pauly, so... Uh, hopefully he makes the wedding. <laughs> but stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up to real fast, a little spoiler uh, into the future, and me and Alex have kind of talked about it, uh, is what? Is it season 39 is the official name or whatever? The flagship show? Is the next one. It's 39. It's 39, not 38. Okay. Um, we looked at the cast list. And it sucks. I don't know how we're going to do a podcast every week. So we, we don't know what we're going to do yet. Uh, we it might turn into every two weeks. It might turn into maybe we'll just have to somehow suck it up and do once a week. But good Lord, that cast list is one of the worst cast lists we've ever seen in the history of the challenge. And still, I don't know why this is on the show or <laughs> running with the cast list they got. So we'll see. We'll see what it looks like when we get there. Yes, but be on the lookout. But good God, we'll do the, we'll do the live trailer watch. <laughs> live tra- we'll do the live uh, cast reaction as well. First time. All right. Anything else? I'm good. All right. All right. God. All right. Well, can't wait for the next podcast. All I gotta say for Alex is. He's got to give me all you got and we got to, you know, have a great podcast. So at the wedding. So love Let's you go. guys. Shout out Duffy. Bye-bye. Love you guys.